Welcome to the Dance Studio Empire podcast business series. This podcast is about building your studio empire, whatever that is for you, whether you're just getting started or striving to hit the elusive $1 million mark. This business series will give you the confidence and know-how you need to transform your studio and give you the business you've always wanted. So sit back and get ready to build your dance studio empire. Hello, studio owners, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Dance Studio Empire podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here. Um, Thank you for listening and joining in. And I really have to start by saying that this week's it. This Friday is the Business of Dance conference. If you are holding off buying your ticket, today is the day. Um, After today, you can't get tickets anymore anyway. So if you are waiting, can I get you to pause this episode, go to the show notes and click the link and it's going to send you straight to the page to get your tickets. It's going to be such a memorable event. So if if you are waiting, wait no longer because you're going to miss out. If, if you are going, I can't wait to catch up with you. We've got some fun things ahead. But anyway, let's get into this week's episode. Now, what I thought I would do for this week is stay on talking about the teaching and the, the experience in the classroom. And so basically, it's about how to take your teaching to a new level, how to improve your teaching. So if you are a teacher, then this is going to be perfect for you. Um, If you aren't teaching anymore, take this information and run it by your teachers. Do it in your teacher training. Similar to last week's episode, there's just some really good thought processes, some questions in here that you can ask your teachers to really help them improve. We all ways should be wanting to improve and better ourselves. The fact if you're a studio owner and you're listening to this podcast, um, you're, you're wanting to better yourself, you're wanting to learn something new. I'm sure you listen to other podcasts, you might read books, you might follow people online to continue to better ourselves. That's how we continue to grow. We also need to remember that we have to give that opportunity to our teachers. We need to share that knowledge with them and teachers need to be open-minded to taking on that, that process of learning and improving themselves. So this particular podcast is not only for studio owners, but for teachers and choreographers as well. Now there are going to be, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions in this, just, just for yourself, self-evaluate self-awareness i think is really important for us just to keep checking in with ourselves so if you are sitting at a desk or you have a pen nearby um, i'd suggest just get out a piece of paper so you can scribble down these questions otherwise if you are driving you might need to re-listen to this episode when you can write it down but anyway as usual take this information make it into what's going to work for you and for your studio and for your teachers all right let's get into it First, first question, I want you to answer this and it's all about just self-awareness for yourself is where are you right now? And I mean, I'm talking both professionally and personally. So how are you feeling? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling challenged? Are you feeling bored? Where are you with your career? Where are you right now financially? Are you struggling? Are you finding it hard to make ends meet? Or are you doing really well? You're, you know, rolling in it. You've got lots of play money. Are you, are you there? Where are you? And practically, where are you now practically? 
Do you, do you love what you're doing? Do you love how you're spending your hours? If you're teaching, are you happy with where you are and what you are doing each week? That's the first question I want you to think about. The next question is, where do you want or where do you need to go? So again, three points. Personally, where do you want to, where do you want or where do you need to go personally? Do you want more satisfaction? Do you want to be challenged more? Do you want to feel less pressure? Do you want to do less preschool classes? Like how is it for you financially? What do you need to survive? How much income do you need to pay your bills, to put food on the table, to be able to to go on holidays, to be able to spend money, for, you know, your play money, your shopping money, whatever it is. And the third thing, practically. So how many hours can you practically fit in? What more can you do in your week? Or what do you need to fill in your week to get you to where you want to go? And then the third question in this is, how good are you? <laughs> like how and where can you improve? Now, I realize this is a really subjective question because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I'm really good. But then on the other side of that, there's people like, oh, I don't think I'm really good because this really depends on your confidence, right, and the experience you've had and whether you've had feedback or not, whether you take that feedback on board. But it's really something that you should be thinking about. And ways to measure this, because as it is subjective, but there are some things you can use to measure it. And it could be things like retention, retention in the classroom. Uh, are your students coming back each week? Are they bringing other people with them because they're enjoying the class so much, they're learning so well, their results are so so good. If you're a teacher, are you getting job offers? Are you in demand? Uh, you know, you're doing such a good job that other studio owners would love you to teach in their studio as well. Are you getting reoccurring work for, for those teachers? Uh, what about the income? So it can be measured by income. Can you, you know, is there room for a growth in your income? Is there an, a room for increase of your hours in your classes? Okay, so that's how you can measure how good you are and, and how and where you can improve. Now, if you have all of this nailed and, you know, maybe you do, then you don't need to keep listening. So if you want, you can just stop this podcast and come back next week. Otherwise, if you think you can learn something, you something you can pass on to your teachers, then let's um let's get into it so what is it exactly that you or your teachers need to take their teaching to the next level now when it comes to this there's three areas of focus that you want to be focusing on the first one is yourself so what is it that what you need to work on to be better the second thing is your performance. So the performance in the classroom and even the performance of your students. And then the third thing is your results. So measuring your growth and success. Okay, so the first one for yourself. So number one, yourself, have a think about your training. And I'm talking about training in both dance and teaching. So if newer teachers, you know, you need to have technique and you need to have a good solid foundation in dance this is something that teachers need and i know anyone can jump into a classroom and teach a class i know anyone can actually open a studio which is a bit scary too um, however if to be a good teacher and to continue to be great you need to have that technique and strong foundations the other thing too is you want to be doing some form of teacher training or teacher experience so have you assisted 
have you done anything you know to to help out at the studio you were learning at for any of our teachers um to effectively teach because anyone can watch youtube and regurgitate the steps but it really does take that that foundation and that practice to to be great so the question for this one is what's the next step of your teacher training or your teacher education journey okay so as as a studio owner with my teachers I encourage them to look for new opportunities. I encourage them to stay inspired. And that could be, so new opportunities could be different courses that are out there. So it could be acro courses or PBT is another great course. I mean, there's so many, there's so many. Um, And different ways to stay inspired, open classes, networking with other teachers. I think that goes, that's a little bit underrated sometimes, but yes, definitely something to think about. Um, and attending like the expos and now the conferences that we can attend now, especially for our teachers as well, um, great opportunities. So remember, <laughs> there's, there's pros and cons to new teachers and old teachers. And you'll hear older teachers saying, oh, the new teachers have no idea and blah, blah, blah. And then newer teachers will be saying the opposite side because there, there are. So new teachers, newer teachers will generally come with fresh ideas. They're going to be enthusiastic because you know they're they're still running on adrenaline which is great but they haven't done their time so they just haven't had those hours and years of experience where older teachers they have that experience they've done that time but sometimes that we we can become comfortable we can become complacent Um, and sometimes dare i say it a bit lazy so you know we can learn from each other new teachers and older teachers absolutely we should be working together as a team and supporting each other okay questions still under yourself where and how can you expand your experiences or stay inspired so think about the things you can do how can you change up what you normally do think about things like that music warm-ups progressions anything that you do in class how can you expand your experience is it by attending, like doing courses? There are so many online courses now you can do. There's in-person courses. These are the sort of things that are going to keep you growing. And then the next point is how um, employable are you? So as a, as a studio owner who employs teachers, this is something that is re- it's really big on my radar when I am interviewing and when I'm looking for new candidates to take on teaching roles at my studio. So keep an open mind when I go into this, but how employable are you? What are you willing to do to improve? This is what I'm, I'm looking for this. What are you willing to do to improve? Are you willing to travel? You know, is it, or are you going to just say, I'll teach the class, but then I'm going to charge a travel fee. What, what are you willing to do? Um, are you willing to run a class for free to prove yourself? Now, I'm all about being paid, people being paid for what they do. But sometimes you might just have to offer, well, you don't have to, but you should choose to offer to do a class for free or come in and, you know, help out or come along, you know, just to to show the studio owner that you are willing, you are dedicated and you, you're happy to be there. This will prove yourself to them, you know, that you are a beyond just coming in to teach dance. That's a a huge thing. So that's absolutely a matter for you. You know, you have to make that choice for yourself. But, you know, I do question sometimes that there is, I I also want to say I I appreciate 
there's obviously a lot of expenses and you've got car payments and house payments and food and you know there's still a lot of luxuries that do go on too um i do also get that but you know sometimes this will also make you stand out if you are someone who is willing to do something like this because you're you're different to to everyone else at the moment uh another question is are you willing to take on the values and the expectations of the studio that you're going to work at are you willing to work as a team you know these these answers are going to determine how employable a teacher is for a studio owner okay next question under yourself <clears throat> are you willing to do what it takes are you willing to do what it takes that may mean working saturdays which seems to be something that a lot of newer teachers are not wanting to do um, but are you able to be flexible are you going to be reliable are you going to be able to cover for other teachers in in that studio these are little things I I look at and I'm, I'm asking and I'm, you know, and if a teacher starts with me and they're not that way, then they're generally not going to fit in with the culture of our studio. So anyway, I've learned to look for that before I employ them. So it, it doesn't, it usually the ones who come in the door are the perfect fit. Um, now, just a little training tip too is, and something I tell my teachers is if a teacher has a problem i encourage them to come to me or come to my studio owner def, um, sorry my studio manager for sure but if you've got a problem or something's you know something's happening there's a challenge of some sort i encourage my staff to come to me with that problem but also come with a solution to try or an idea just sort of almost thinking one step ahead and so just they'll come jen this has happened um i'm a bit confused with this what do you think if I try blah, 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 fill in the, fill in the dots. And a lot of times I'm like, that's a great idea because sometimes they'll come to me with a, a problem and their idea will actually be a better idea than what I would have had anyway, you know? So it's definitely something to encourage when we just encourage them to think that step ahead. Teachers just think about if something's happening, if you came to the studio owner with that issue, what would what do you think their next step would be? And then try and do that first. These are just little tips for being amazingly employable. All right, so that's it for yourself. Now, number two is your performance. So performance in the classroom um, and also working with your students' mindset. So you've, you've got your dance training, you've got your technique. Hopefully you can choreograph um, and hopefully you can read and follow syllabus if that's what the, the studio needs where you are teaching. Uh, but then you need to know how to actually effectively teach it because it's all well and good to be amazing. Um, but if you can't teach it, then it's not going to work. Now, what are some ways that you can effectively teach? First thing is communication and connection. Know that when you are teaching, it is more than just the words or just demonstrating the steps. So how is it that you can do that to ensure that your students are learning and taking it on, taking on board what you're teaching them, getting them to remember the choreography, all those things. What are some of the things you can do? Definitely, you know, your facial expression, eye contact, you know, that nonverbal communication is very powerful. Um, making eye contact is, I think, really underrated uh, is for cert across the board. So for definitely for positive, but making eye contact your students then know that they have been seen by you. And so first of all, they're going to usually 
um, connect and tune in. And so they're, they're sort of more attentive in the lesson. Um, but other, and then there's more chance that they won't muck up. So that's also another um, important thing with eye contact as well. The next thing is listening to understand. So if you're being spoken to by one of your students or they're asking you a question or they're coming to you with an issue, don't just respond to the words. Have a listen to what they're really saying because the words might actually not mean what they're trying to tell you. There, there may be an underlying reason. So as, a, as the teacher, you need to really listen and then acknowledge that you've heard them because Remember, dance is a happy place and a safe place for a lot of kids. They're coming to us and, you know, maybe schools are unsettled. Maybe, you know, home life is unsettled because that's just, you know, how it is. Um, but dance might be their happy place. So if, you, if a student is coming up to you and talking to you or, or telling you something, really try to listen and take more than just the words. Listen and then acknowledge, which then leads beautifully into the third one, which is empathy and I know myself, like I remember how my teachers made me feel and how they treated me still this many years down the track, you know, they, they genuinely love and appreciated us. That's how it felt in the classroom, whether or not they did um, well done to them, because that's how it definitely felt. Uh, and I truly believe they do anyway. Um, but teachers I encourage you to just genuinely love your students and their love to love and desire to learn you know remember why they're coming to you and i know there's always the challenged child and there's still discipline issues i get that but when you're looking across the board you know 95 percent of your kids they are just adore you they adore dance and they want they want to learn they want you to be happy they want to impress you so just be aware of that um the next thing is to just really get creative and stay inspired so there is Nothing better than seeing a teacher raise the bar and think outside the box. I love it. I love when I hear my teachers trying something new, trying something different. I think it's really encouraging and I encourage them to do that as well. Remember, you don't have to regurgitate how you were taught. Um, now, in a lot of ways, there's going to be a lot of great things you should hopefully take away from your teachers when you were learning, but remember there's also gonna be things that have improved or changed that you should try as well. So do try new things. Um, and, and I mean, the world's our oyster now. <laughs> we have so much access to such great information and things and knowledge. So yeah, I really encourage you to just really keep trying that. And then finally, your results. This is the third thing. So how can you measure your success now? Measuring success is obviously different to everyone because what's, what success means to you is not necessarily what success means to somebody else. However, in order to continue to grow and improve and improve your teaching, then it needs to be measured. You need to have some way of measuring your results, right? So here are some suggestions. This, as I said, it's not going to be for everyone, but this might be one that fits in with you. First way you can measure is with your students' improvement. So their results, or maybe they've reached goals. So that could be one way. Maybe it's with retention. You can use literally use the numbers of your results. Are you retaining students? Financially, again, the numbers, the numbers don't lie. If you are earning more money, it means you're doing a better job. 
um, the hours of teaching. So maybe you're teaching at a studio and the studio owner is offering you more hours because they're impressed with what they see. Or maybe maybe success to you is just satisfaction or happiness. Or maybe you're just totally fulfilled with what you're doing at the moment. And they, that could also be a part of your results as well. Okay, so let's do a quick recap. Those three questions that you want to ask yourself for self-assessment and self-awareness. The first one being, where are you right now? The second one, where do you want or where do you need to go? Remember, this is personally, financially and practically. And the third question you need to ask yourself is how good are you and how and where can you improve? They're your first three questions. Then the three areas of focus for yourself, if you're a teacher or if you're a studio owner training your teachers, three areas that your teachers can work on. The first one being yourself. So what you need to work on for yourself to be better, to improve. The second thing is your performance. So your performance in the classroom with your students. And then finally, the third area is your results. So how can you measure your growth and success? Okay, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you've been able to get something from this and be able to use it to just improve your situation, improve your teachers, whatever it is. Remember, information is power. Okay, last reminder, Business of Dance Conference is this Friday. If you want your ticket, now is the time because today is the last day you're able to get them. And then you won't hear me talk about it for at least another six months because I've got some something um, in the in the planning, uh, which I will tell you about obviously later. However, I'm going to leave it there. If you do need the link for that, it is in the show notes. Ladies, gentlemen, have a lovely rest of your week and I will catch you on next week's podcast. Get ready to be inspired and challenged by some of the most innovative and forward-thinking experts in the industry. Our speakers and thought leaders bring a unique perspective and a wealth of knowledge that will help you take your business to the next level. No matter where you are in your business journey, whether you are just starting out or you are striving to reach that coveted $1 million mark, the Business of Dance Conference is designed to empower you with the knowledge and confidence you need to transform your studio into the thriving business you've always dreamed of. Get ready to unlock new potentials, new possibilities, and gain fresh insight with like-minded professionals who are just as passionate about your success as you are. Tickets are now on sale, so make sure you grab them before they run out. I will leave a link below and I can't wait to see you there.